Be sure to tune into Immigration with Tamina Watson this and every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Immigration attorney Tamina Watson founded Watson Immigration Law here in Seattle and is a frequent speaker, author, and blogger who has appeared in Forbes, CNN, The Seattle Times, and much, much more. On her new radio show, Tamina will take all your questions live on air. Plus, she will discuss and provide insight into the latest immigration news and issues, as well as talk with notable personalities who have impacted U.S. immigration laws or are notable immigrants themselves. Check out her new show, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Immigration with Tamina Watson on Daisy 1250 a.m., radio that listens to you. Good morning, Seattle. This is Tamina Watson on Desi 1250 AM. Happy New Year. I hope you had a wonderful start to 2016. I hope the holiday season treated you really well. Um, We have so much to talk about today. I am truly, truly excited. But for, t- for, for me, 2016 has t- started really well. Um, it was really difficult to get out of bed yesterday. I don't know if you felt the same after a wonderful holiday. Uh, but I was glad I got myself into the office because I had some fantastic news on a very complicated case I'd been working on for months and months. So that was yesterday. And I can't remember the last time I shrieked after getting an approval. And then I shrieked for a couple of minutes and jumped up and down with all my all my uh, paralegals at the office. It was a wonderful start to the new year. And in fact, today I had a similar um, approval notice as well. And that really makes the week start really well for me. So thank you, 2016. I think I can call it quits and go to 2017. But I think we have 363 days left. So I hope good news keeps coming. But Desi 1250 AM, thank you so much for being in Seattle with us. You know, you've really made a difference to my life and uh, I know to the community. If you're listening to the show, you know that this is a 24-7 Indian radio station where you can listen to classic Bollywood music that you grew up with or music that you haven't heard before, but it's all great. Please spread the word um, of the station. Um, I'm on on air every Tuesday at 10 a.m. And my show is Immigration with Tamina Watson, where I'm going to be talking about immigration updates. And there's a lot to update you in just a few days uh, of news that's accumulated. I'm going to be talking with notable immigrants. I'm going to be talking with um, notable people who are making an impact on immigration. I'm going to be taking your calls. Don't be shy. Our number is 206-414-7674. That's 206. 206- 406-414-7674. You can email me at info at watsonimmigrationlaw.com as well. I'd love to take your calls. I'd love to answer questions. If you have questions about issues, um, just, you know, general issues, please let me know. I'm a nerd at heart and I like to research issues and I blog about them. So if you don't know about my blog, that is watsonimmigrationlaw.com. And you can learn a lot about various employment-based issues, family-based issues, and so much more. Um, Today we have a wonderful, wonderful guest on the show, so stay tuned for that coming up. Oh, yeah. Wow, this is amazing. Thank you, 2016. We have our very first call in the show. Um, Who's on the call, Liz? Hi, this is uh, Prasad. Hi, Prasad. Uh, Thanks so much for calling. Happy New Year. How are you? Good, good. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I'm very happy to be talking to you. Wonderful. I'm happy to be talking to you too. What's your question? Uh, so, uh, we've got the new uh, AC21 or I140 EAD for I140 
tool that's published by US for uh, common yes i'm so uh, glad you brought so that up yes that's a that's a really really topical issue yes what's your question on it so uh now uh, I, so i've been uh, on h1 for about five and a half years and i've got my i140 approved just this uh, december congratulations uh, so i'm still with the same employer yeah so now uh, for uh, people like me uh, what is the difference that the new rule is going to be if if implemented in its current state state Well I'm so gra- grateful you brought this up Prasad this is one of the most anticipated memos um from the executive action and for people that do not know the memo was published um actually on the, the federal register on New Year's Eve and I'm going to ask answer specifically Prasad's question because next week's show is going to be dedicated to the memo itself um Prasad a wonderful question what is it going to do for people like yourself one of the things that I I see very frequently and the one that makes the most uh, anxiety causing issue for people is whether the I140 is going to be revoked by by an employer and what happens in somebody like Prasad's life is you start at one employer you may be moving on to another employer and typically you're not taking that I140 with you you can only take the I140 priority date with you and you have no control over the i140 uh, essentially because the employer may say i don't want to keep this on file anymore and they can write to uscis saying please revoke this i140 and the employee somebody like prasad will generally not know about that and what does that mean it means that your h1b that generally um can be extended for 3 years at a time and prasad just so you know from here on because you have an i140 approved your h1b can can be extended 3 years at a time and so if you move from one employer to another employer you would be able to get uh, a 3 year time period on that and while your new employer will still have to file a new perm and a new i140 what's interesting is from this memo is that the previous employer your current employer cannot revoke the i140 um just because and the only time an i140 can be revoked according to the the proposed rules is if there was fraud or misrepresentation um somehow in in the case so uh, that is really one of the biggest changes that is coming uh, prasad you know i i maybe you feel disappointment maybe the employment based community feels disappointment but one of the things that was highly anticipated was um an employment authorization um that would allow people to move around have flexibility and unfortunately that did not come from this proposal but prasad did that answer your question uh so uh thank you uh i, I had a follow up question yes, please. uh now uh, uh uh under what circumstances do employers normally revoke uh, i140 i mean is there like a business reason why an employer would need to revoke an i140 Uh yes sometimes i mean essentially um the bit, the employers would revoke it because um, many reasons actually and sometimes it's a, it's a, a company policy that they wouldn't if an employer employee has left there's no reason to keep that on the books um remember and for everybody to know the i140 is really for a future job 
um, for when the 485 is actually, the 485 is the actual green card application that you can file when your priority date is current. Um, so really it's for a future job. And, you know, in the future, businesses change. Business, business needs change. So really it's a company policy m- most of the time. Um, and I will double check and I will, I, I will write on my blog an answer to this particular question in the future. Um, but typically, yes, it's a business decision uh, about whether to keep it or not. I see, I see. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay, sounds good. Uh, one more follow-up question, if, uh, if you sure, don't very, mind. Sure, very quickly. I, I have, I have a, an interview that you must listen to, Prasad, and you must tell everybody okay. about the movie. Tell, you, tell me your question. Uh, okay, so now uh, uh, they've said there is, uh, EAD would be given in some form uh, uh, to, uh, you know, under certain circumstances, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, do we know how long the EAD is going to be valid for? Yes, uh, ac- if, yes. And then, and then the compelling circumstance, they also have this compelling circumstance class, right? Mm-hmm. Class, right? So, uh, is somebody waiting on H1 for six years, isn't that a compelling circumstance? So very, very good question. So while blanket EADs are not going to be given through this proposed rule, um, it does leave a tiny window of opportunity and it's very limiting. They've said that we will give you a work permit, uh, uh, employment authorization document if there are compelling circumstances and they've given descriptions and some examples. The, The proposed rules specifically say that we will not define what compelling circumstances are but here are some examples and the examples are really um, if somebody is on an H-1B but they are relying on a, on a grant, uh, for example, and that grant has now been cancelled, there's no way to pay that person. So that employment, that job has now gone away. So they've given that example. Uh, examples are also serious diseases, illnesses. The two things that will not be compelling is one, that there is no visa available, and two, that you are, have control over the issue that you are exp- uh, you know, trying to say is compelling. So it, it, it can be broad. Um, and it can be, you know, how, case by case. Um, but unfortunately, uh, no, it, it won't be open to everybody, uh, 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 particularly the employment-based community that's looking for this issue. The second thing is that the uh, employment authorization will be for one year only, and it can only be extended um, if... Um, you know, these these compelling situations continue. But Prasad, I'm so grateful you called. Happy New Year. Please call in next week. I'm going to be dedicating the show to the proposed rules because there's just so much to cover that five, ten minutes is not enough. But please follow me on my blog. Please follow me on Twitter. Please tell your friends about this issue. And please tell your friends about the movie. The movie that is going to be talked about right now is really about you, about your friends, your colleagues, everybody that is stuck in the employment-based backlog must watch this movie. So, um, Prasad, thank you so much for calling. Happy New Year and speak to you very soon, I hope. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Oh, well, Liz, do we have... um Well, we're very, very soon, we're going to be talking to our guest today. But, you know, today... You will know that I've been talking about a movie called For Here or To Go. And as Prasad mentioned, um, the memo, the memo is something I'll be dedicating the show to uh, next week. But um, it really is talking about backlogs. And um, the backlogs are really about... um, you know, you're stuck in the U.S. without, you know, certainty to your situation. And the movie For Here or To Go 
um, is a movie that I have taken to um, heart. It goes with everything that I've been advocating for over the last few years, um, particularly when the immigration reform bill came about. And it's really a movie that will do more for lobbying than lobbying itself. So, Prasad, if you're listening, everybody that's listening, please, please take note of this interview that's going to happen right now and listen to all the things that are going to be following from this. Well, I am so, so excited to tell you that our, today's guest is not only a notable immigrant. She's a famous Im- immigrant, and she's a notable person making an impact on immigration in a very, very huge way. The movie for Here to Go is is um, a movie that supports all the things that I talk about, what Prasad mentioned today, and all the things that the employment-based community talks about. Um, I'm very, very honored and privileged to have the director of the movie, Rucha Humna Bhatkar, on the show. Welcome, Rucha. How are you? Hi, Jamina. It's great to be on the show. Thank you for all the kind words and hello to all the listeners. Thanks for hearing into this interview. Thank you so I'm much. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for yeah. being here. Happy New Year. Well, very quickly, I'm going to tell people about you. Rucha Humna mm-hmm. Badkar is known for her work on acclaimed Indian filmmaker Nagesh Kukunur's indie hits, Hyderabad Blues, Rockford and Bollywood Calling as assistant director and art director. Her short film, Arranged Marriage, will feature in the touring Smithsonian Asian Heritage Exhibit Beyond Bollywood. For Here or To Go is her first feature film. You can read more about her on my blog. Thank you, Rucha, for taking time out of your busy schedule to speak with us, and welcome. I have so many questions for you, Rucha, and (laughs) to be honest, we may not have enough time, and you'll have to come back on the show. Can you promise now that you'll be on the show again soon? Oh, yes, absolutely. Wonderful, wonderful. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, Rucha, first of all, for people who do not know about your movie, can you describe your movie um, very briefly? Yes. For Here to Go is a delightful and thoughtful film which really brings a human face and human touch to the immigration story. It's a story of a young Indian entrepreneur living in Silicon Valley and his dreams and aspirations to build something and create something and how the immigration system and the laws get in the way of him staying here as his visa expires. And through the, you know, through his life, we also tre- see his uh, roommates and the other people he meets in his life and the experiences they all share as they go to the cultural assimilation of being in a new country and dealing with all the laws of immigration that affect your day-to-day life. What truly the movie does is it shows you that your lens of how you view the U.S changes based on your immigration status, your interactions with people, how people interact with you, and how you view your opportunities, your future, and your decisions that you make in your life. So you, you see this in a very, it's a very serious topic, but it has been treated in a more lighthearted manner, which is what grabbed me about the script when Rishi Bhalavadikar, the writer, um, narrated the script to me first. It was my story. It's everybody's story who's ever left home, who's ever dreamed of building a home away from home, and the challenges of that and the rewards of it. So the film is a must-see for anyone who's gone through that experience or who has friends and family who know people who've gone through that experience. Can you please tell people what kind of visas these characters have been on so they can perhaps relate? Yes. So our lead character, played by Ali Fazal, whose character's name is Vivek Pandit, he has an H-1B visa, which I think most of us are on, and His story is about how his visa is expiring. He gets this job offer to work at a startup, 
and he's very excited to leave this big corporate job and go to it and then suddenly he gets a call saying the offer is taken away because he doesn't have enough time on his H1 visa i'm sure many of you out there have experienced this at some level so the frustration that arises from that and the fact that the immigration laws are so myopic and you know they kind of come in the way and become hurdles for progress is a very um, you know not not the best way to grow a global economy or even to increase america's competitiveness in today's world and so we take a very true story that i think a lot of people experience and go through that and his roommates you know one of them is on an l1 visa he's got a transfer from india and he comes here and the film is set in the backdrop of the recession so you kind of see even the consequences of that where the companies are shutting down and one of his roommates who is on an L1 visa has to now fa- figure out if he can stay here or go back and the same dilemma is faced by the lead character whether he stays here or goes back wonderful and we also have yeah wonderful. and we have a third third roommate Omi Vadia who is waiting for his green card so we have different characters in different uh, stages of immigration wonderful well i'm i'm 100% certain that all our listeners fall into one or the other and they will absolutely relate to what you've just described tell us a little bit you know rucha we have about 5 minutes left tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about uh, the casting of the movie how did you get somebody like ali fazal uh, to be the lead character uh the credit goes to our producers uh, they've done a great job finding the right cast uh, one of our producers went to school with ali and uh, they were from dehradun school so that's how ali came on board on the project he actually had a smaller role in the film he was not the hero or the lead the person who was pay- playing the lead like almost 10 days before shoot couldn't make it because of scheduling conflicts and we had to scramble to find a lead and ali always expressed an interest to play the lead because he really liked the script and so it all just worked out you know it was wonderful. amazing like, wonderful wonderful yeah so it was you've great. done an yeah. amazing job I can, listeners i cannot rave about this movie enough you know i really hope you can watch it now rucha how can people watch this movie yes yeah, so there are a couple things we're at a very critical juncture with the film we've done extremely well last year on the festival circuit we also won the jury award at seattle film festival and at the mumbai international film festival mommy we were as uh, you know in the daily roundup we got the top 10 call out we are at a point where we are we have distributed interest and we are really looking to take this film to the public because we think it's going to resonate hugely with audiences worldwide so what we're looking for is help with private screenings to raise funding for publicity so if you or your friends have uh, any have interest in knowing more about this film please write to us at manycupsofchai@gmail.com and we can arrange a private screening and talk about how you can get involved with being part of this project to theatrically release it so our critical goal right now is to raise publicity funds for this film and any help whether it comes as a donation as an as investment will be hugely appreciated can you please repeat so the email address yes it's manycupsofchai at gmail.com and, if, and you can yeah sorry so i was going to say if somebody wanted to have a private screening what are you what are you imagining where can they do this oh uh, there are several there are a couple options you can have a private screening in even at your home if you have a big enough tv and you can accommodate up to 5 to 10 people you, you know we can organize that we can have uh, one of us some the filmmakers can be pre- present or we can have you be the person who leads the session we can send you the film and you can organize a screening and talk about raising funds at that screening uh we will be happy to be present 
The other option is also to screen it at a slightly larger venue if you have a larger group of friends. Think of even like a clubhouse in somebody's building or complex, or if you have a small movie theater somewhere you can rent. Uh, we can also do corporate screenings, which we would be really happy to do at any company for a flat fee. It's a great way to do uh, customer appreciation, employee appreciation. So we are getting creative about how we want to fundraise, and we're looking for folks to help us with this. Wonderful. Well, you know, Seattle is the home to Microsoft, Amazon, Boeing, so many tech companies. And if you are a listener at one of these companies and you are stuck in the backlog and you're thinking about the broken immigration system, how you can make it better, then please, please get in touch with Rucha at manycupsofchai at, at gmail.com. Now, Rucha, we have a couple of minutes left. Why is this movie important? This movie is important because it's at a very critical point in our lives in the global economy and the discourse of immigration. The opportunities are changing around the world, and if America wants to continue to maintain its competitiveness and retain its edge on keeping the smartest and brightest people here, immigration reform is a must. You're already seeing that India is becoming a growing power in terms of startups and being touted as the next Silicon Valley. And that's happening in Brazil and China and all over. And it's happened because the people who couldn't stay here went back and started startups in their, com- in their countries of origin. So I think it's very important that the U.S. Uh, very holistically looks at immigration, comprehensive immigration reform, that does not let it, you know, lag behind as the global economy moves forward. I think it's, it's a very critical time right now, and the film is extremely timely, and we would love to show it to policymakers and White House to get the right response. Wonderful. Well, it's music to my ears. You know, I've written a book called The Startup <laughs> Visa, and honestly, your, book, your movie does more than my book could do. It's almost like it's a hand-in-hand thing, because that's exactly why I wrote the book. Well, Rucha, yeah. I am so grateful that you have joined us. One last thing before I let you go. You've said you need funds. Yeah. How much money do you need uh, to, for a theatrical release? We need about uh, at least $300,000 which in the grand scheme of things is not a lot of money, and that can come in multiple ways. Like I said, corporate screenings for a flat fee, uh, individual donations, or a group comes together and invests in the film. They could be, it could be done in multiple ways. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, I'm so grateful you joined us, Ruja. I hope you can join us again very soon because I'd love to talk more about the making of the movie and the various, you know, outtakes that, you know, we generally don't get to see or hear about. And love to hear about that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe even the listeners would love to chat to you. So let's find a time that you could come back to the show and we'll have listeners join you and ask questions. Well, Ruja, Happy New Year. Thank you so very much. My notable immigrant, my famous immigrant uh, for joining us today (laughs) and um, I cannot wait to speak to you again thank you for all your hard work for making a movie that will resonate with the entire immigrant community here not just the Indian community in fact but anybody who's stuck in the backlog or anybody has to deal with immigration Rucha before I let you go any last words you have 30 seconds yeah, I just want to say that to learn more about the film, please go to forhereortogomovie.com. That's forhereortogomovie.com. And please reach out to us at manycupsofchai at gmail.com to talk about private screenings or corporate screenings. We'd be more than happy. This is a very important film. It's imperative. It goes worldwide. And a very large audience will truly appreciate seeing this film. So we've had excellent audience response, and I hope to 
continue this journey with a lot of success and support from everyone. Wonderful. Well, I look forward to being on the journey with you, Rucha. Thank you again for joining joining us today. And Happy New Year. Hope 2016 is a wonderful one for, for here and to go. Or to go. Yes. Thank <laughs> you so much, Tamina, for this. And Happy New Year to you Thank and you the so listeners much. as well. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, <laughs> Bye. Bye. Well, listeners, there you have it. That was uh, an amazing, amazing woman, female director, no less, uh, Rucha Humnabadkar, who was the director of For Here or To Go. If you have been stuck on the immigration backlog, if you deal with immigration in any way and it's been frustrating, this movie is a must-see. And get in touch with Rucha, get in touch with me. You know, you really need to watch this movie. It does more for lobbying than lobbying itself. Um, So I've taken it upon myself to help fundraise. Join me in this this journey. Um, Next week is going to be dedicated to the policy memo that we talked about with Prasad. Prasad, thank you again for calling in today with an amazing question. Um, We will be talking about all sorts of things going through the memo one by one. Thank you again for joining me. This is Tamina Watson at Immigration on Desi 1250 AM. Bye-bye.